You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, we had a Mishnah uh, that uh, talked about the limitations of the Aden, meaning sometimes they are able to tell us things and sometimes we don't register what they're saying to us. Why do we need them? So we already explained because we're in the middle of a court case and the um, the debtor, the nitva, seems to have the upper hand because nitva says, I'm not paying that because I think it's a phony star. I think the document is phony. Um, the tovat or the toveya uh, needs to, should have probably in advance, as we said, had her star strengthened originally in order that to 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 uh neutralize the possibility of an attack on it, but they didn't, and therefore we were in a situation where kiem storot was necessary, as we said, so kiem storot without the star being Makuyam, then the debtor uh has the power if she so wants to say it's a phony and I say it's a phony. And we explained yesterday why we gave the debtors such power because there was unfortunate incidents of cheating going on. So we gave the debtor the power to claim it's a phony. So now we have the witnesses. So the witnesses are telling us two statements. Well, we'll see how quickly they say the statements, but the statements that they say if we'd only take half of the statement, for example, we take half of the statement, which would be and only that, then the, the debtor would lose. The creditor has the document. But they add this addition, and therefore, means you go back to stage one, that the document is powerless. Okay. However, if there, if the Besden we talked about Pittsburgh yesterday, it doesn't really make a difference. You know, I was just using that in order to sort of get everybody involved, you know, because we talked about halfway between Chicago and New Jersey. But really, the whole point is there is, uh, you know, uh, you know, we'll use the same names again. So it's Ruth versus Sheila. Uh-huh. In other words, Ruth has witnesses. Um, she doesn't need the original witnesses. She has her own witnesses. Or the Besden of Pittsburgh has a document that indicates that this is the signature of, let's say, myself, Kivalevich and, and Krauss. Those were the names on the document. So, therefore, we, we don't need their whole statement. And on that, Roman Rahama said, as we said yesterday, they're not believed. Because we have we have the documentation from another source, we have witnesses from another source. That's only if what they said was they were greedy, and they were and they just wanted the money. But if what they say is something terrible about what Ruth did, then we look at their testimony independently. Yes, we've got Ruth could have won without them. 
because she had a second pair of witnesses that said uh, uh, something, right? Uh, well, what they said was, we know the we know the writing. They didn't say, the second pair of witnesses didn't say they saw Ruth give money Sheila, but we know that person's writing. Or there's another document that indicates these, this is the signature, but we cannot deny the fact that these guys are telling us that they were held off at gunpoint and, and therefore that would implode the case. That's what Rami Barham is saying. That the case can still be imploded. It can be imploded because if what they're saying is, 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 is actually an assault on, uh, on Ruth, but not on them, all of a sudden we throw the star out. Now, that's Rami Rahman. Now, clearly, even if, what did they, what did they say, according to Rami Rahman? They said, we, so much money was dangled in front of us, we couldn't, we gave in. We were on nuisance. Okay. What did that mean, though? It seems to have meant that the event didn't happen. Ruth never lent Sheila anything. They just were paid off to sign a forged document. So, we don't believe them because, hmm, we don't believe them because we don't need their testimony. Because we know the document was a good document. That's what we saw. Yes, that's right. I'm just reiterating. However, if what they say makes them blameless because anybody would have signed a document if you put a gun to their head, now Rami Barahama is saying, and he says he has a tradition to that, despite the fact that the document could have gone through, we need to stop the presses. That's a reiteration of what Rami Barahama said yesterday. Um, I want to read the Rashi on Rami Barahama, and then I want to do Rava. Then I want to talk about, if you don't mind, the big picture of Pesha Oser and where it comes from. And a bigger question is, what is this doing here? You know, Henoch said very smartly the very first day we were learning, this is Ksuvas. What do we, why, was there a Ksuva involved? And why isn't a Ksuva involved? And, and I think this is sort of like, a, a, like an editorial question. I mean, this is real interesting. We're in the middle of a court case and there's liars and murder, there's liars and mafia people and, and stuff like that. But what, what's it doing here? And I think it's, it's not wrong to have that question. Um, those type of questions, by the way, are usually tabled when young students are learning. Like you're trying to teach the kids, you're trying to teach a, a class and you have nine, 10, 12 year olds, 13 year olds, 15 year olds. Don't ask me that. We're going to learn this. Rebbe, why is this, why is this discussion here? Okay, look, that, that's a good point. Let's just try to figure out what the Gemara says. Now, for you people, for adults, I think it is important. Because I think that when you have a bunch of kids that you're herding into a class and you're just trying to drill them and to get them, you, know, you don't want them to be going out of the box. But I think for independent, mature learners, and even for kids who aren't being herded into a, into a box, 
that those questions are important. And it's more than just, I want you to think. As we saw when we did Shabbos, Shabbat, when we opened it up, when we went wide, it helped here as well. The problem is you need a good attention span for that. You need a good attention span to actually have a split screen in your mind. Well, I want to be able to read the words here and go one, two, three, four, but I also want to have the split screen and know why this is even here in the first place. And the truth is they both bleed into each other. Because the more you know of why it's here, it's going to help you with the nitty gritty. So I'm going to do both, hopefully today. All right? So let's take a look. So first of all, again, Rami Barakama's point. We're going to reiterate it in the Rashi. Okay. Start with this Rashi, Loshanu. That's right here. Loshanu going up here, Loshanu. So what's the Loshanu? It was not taught. What wasn't taught? So Rashi tells you the last part of the Mishnah. Remember that part? That's where Ruth doesn't need the witnesses to come in to Pittsburgh. The, the, she has another pair of witnesses saying they know the signature. So, or Bezdin has to have, happens to have another star. Where do we say that what the witnesses said are, are, is discounted? Let's read the Rashi again. We did this yesterday. We're just going to go quickly. The Lav Kol Kaminayu. By the way, the person whose house I was at yesterday, when we were giving the shear, it was a senior editor from Art Scroll. So if anybody knows how to translate stuff, it would be him. <laughs> so anyway, Lav Kol, kol, lav kol Kaminayu. We can't take everything from them. They don't tell us. We don't take everything from them. They don't have the ability to allow us to take everything from them. What don't we want to take from them? Remember, we did that yesterday. And that's the idea that if they took money, that means they're evil people, that they are Rishoyim. And that's why the star would be puzzle now. So remember, Ruth has the witnesses. Ruth has, the Bezdin has another document indicating this one is fine. Now you want to come and make the star puzzle because based on what? Based on what they said occurred? First of all, that would mean that we would have to believe them that they are evil, that they are thieves. A person is never believed to come and talk about how evil he is in Bezdin. Now, if, if, if someone else tells us they're evil, that would ruin the star. If there's another group of people that would come and say, Kivalevich and Kraus, we saw them, they're, 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 they're the biggest Rishoyim, they steal all the time, they, they always take money to do Averos. So then, despite the fact that the Bezdin in Pittsburgh has other signatures, Ruth star would be, would, would, would be finished because the signatures on this star again, Sheila, are signed by people we know are Rishoyim. But we don't know that they're Rishoyim, only from their own mouth. And here, as Rashi explains, we don't take a person's word that he's a Russia, because we don't take a, a person's word about anything. It's so beautiful and pure. It's like, you know, self-incrimination is also self-aggrandization. I don't know if that's the right word. Self-aggrandization. We don't believe you about anything about yourself. You can't come and tell us you're a tzaddik. You can't come and tell us you're a rasha. Why? Because you always fudge on the truth. Adam karov eitzel atzmo. 
ve'eno neman al atzmo lo l'schut ve'lo l'chova. Um, and and I, I, let me just take uh, 25 seconds here uh, to explain. You know, people will say, why isn't the Korov allowed to give testimony? You know, look, why, why, why can't my brother come and give testimony about me? All right? Why did the Torah say, you know, why is it clear? You know, and maybe there's a source from it. I don't know exactly, Mafurish. But why was it so 100% cold that a relative... Um, can't give testimony. So let's let's open this up to uh, uh, to you, Aline, uh, Aline, and uh, Aline and Sheila. Why do you think the Torah said a relative can't come to Besdin and testify? Go ahead. Because they're incapable of seeing it objectively. Okay, Aline, do you hear what the way Sheila said that? The, a, another way you could have said it was, of course, they're going to lie. That's not what Sheila said, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it, it's not because, it's, it, it's not because, the, go ahead, Aline. I'm sure. Okay, looks like we've, we've got a little bit of a, of, a, of a connectivity issue. Okay. But, but you're, right. it, it isn't that they lie. It's that they can't, they, they can't, they can't see, see it. Say it, right? They can't see what? They can't see it clear. I mean, um, when someone um, feels pity or someone loves someone else, you see things differently. Exactly. You, you think it's the truth, and you can't believe that someone you know and love can do something horrible, so you, you just don't see it. Okay, beautifully said. And even if what you saw was... Was and it can work the other way. <laughs> Even if somebody is like it says in the time right before Mashiach, a low lane, a parent person's uh, members of their household will be their enemies. So even if there, if there's some broigus against you, they won't be able to see your good. Same thing. You know, it, they're, same thing. They're by a, nature, two sides of the same coin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, the the brother that that you're mad at, I wouldn't be mad at, at another person who didn't talk to me. But when my brother doesn't talk to me, when my brother, right? So everything is all cooked up. It's could be like you said, Eileen. You love the person so much. So even when you see that person borrow money, you know, you can't really what you see is is colored by 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 your relationship. You're too close to the picture. That's the reason why we don't believe a relative. And you're right, Sheila, sometimes you hate their relative, but again, it's too much. So that's why it's the, the, uh, such a logical policy that you don't take relatives as witnesses for positive or negative, right? <laughs> you, you don't take it for, for either, right? So that is the, um, that's the idea. And now let's talk that about yourself. You don't believe yourself either. In other words, you're too close to yourself. And that's why you can't come to Bezin and say, take me off the books as a kosher Jew. I want to admit, you know, that's in the church, you know, and and there are things, you know, I I want to go and and, and, and do, I want, I want to go and tell the priest and I want to, I want him to tell me to do stuff. That's not what Bezin does. There, sometimes you go to a rav or whatever, what tikkun of tshuva should I do? And, and he'll tell you. 
but as a legal standard, you know, unless the person has like a a public position that we've got to be worried about, generally we discount those statements and they don't register. So here too, as we said yesterday, those statements aren't going to register. Um, so therefore the statement they said, for example, Dine Nefoshos, they come and say, I killed Larry. No, <laughs> you know, look, you might have, you might have not. Have a seat. Right now, we're not processing you, right? Um, a lot of, right, and the police, the police are really happy when a person comes and admits he, do, he did something. No, we don't process you. Now, it's could, it could be if you come to Besden and said, I killed someone, you know, Besden, again, the idea of putting someone in prison and holding him, it, it's definitely not in the Torah. Although, again, it, there might have been periods when, when that occurs. But anyway, the point is, is that uh, we don't believe it. Oops, So basically, what, what, what me and Henoch were saying, that we are puzzled. We're saying, good. First of all, Ruth's, Ruth Star is garnished. Because, but there, Ruth, they, Ruth has the power to prove the Star is good based on her own witnesses or Besden having our signatures. But now we are saying, we are we were we were bums, and that should ruin the star. And that Rambam Rachama says we don't believe it, uh, and that's what it is. Me and Henach have now, basically, with what we just said, we have now ruined ourselves because we said Okay, and that's the reason why that is taken off the table. But if what we said was that we did it because a gun was to our heads, then it changes everything. Then we're not Rishoyim. We still are kosher witnesses. She now wants to say, but Rabbi Merchama, why did you believe in the first case? In other words, you said the Mishnah is talking about a bunch of bums. Kraus and Kivalevish are just money grubby people who take money to, to lie. So why in the in the first case where where Pittsburgh Besden doesn't have the signatures, why there do we all suddenly believe them? So Rashi says, Resha, that's a key Gemara word. Resha means like the word Rosh, the beginning, meaning the first part of the Mishnah, Taima, the reason, Mishum, because Hapesha Osar Hu Hapesha Hitir. Okay. Um, pesha oser hu pesha hitter. That's the reason they're believed. That's the reason of this Mishnah. Pesha oser pesha hitter. In fact, I, 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 Rashi said that in the Mishnah as well, although we didn't emphasize it. Rashi mentioned a pesha oser pesha hitter. Right? And Rashi said, why? Because we don't have their signature, So I tried to explain what this was yesterday. Um, and uh, I think it might be worthwhile, because again, we know what Rami Barachama was saying now. I, I said we're going to do about Rava's attack. I, I want to shift a little bit and just talk about Pesha Osir a little bit more. 
So you'll be more comfortable. And why, why, what it's doing here. You can see from the Rashi's, even if you didn't know any other Gemara, that that's what was happening here. Rashi mentions it here. Um, Pesha Osir Pesha Hitir. When Pittsburgh has the signatures, Ainkan Pesha Osar. And then he mentions again, when they don't have the signatures, you have Pesha Osar, even in terms of saying that we are a bunch of bums. And normally you wouldn't have believed us, but now you basically have to throw the star out. Because we 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 own the story. Pesha Osar Pesha Hitler. What does it really mean? And why, And I'm going to answer the bigger question is, what is it doing here? Okay? That's what I want to try to do. In order to do that, I want to show you, first of all, the Mishnah. Okay? Well, let me do it a little bit better. This is the this is our Mishnah, the one we just did. See, that's it, Mishnah Gimel, of the second parak of Ksuvis. That's what it is, Mishnah Gimel, the second parak of Ksuvis. Now, like I say, we were now bearing out. Hannah was asking, "What's doing in Ksuvis?" All right, let's see if we can figure that out. But if we go to the if we go to the Mishnah right before, right before our Mishnah, let's see what it is. Umoda Rebbe Hoshua. Okay, that's the middle of a sentence. <laughs> Any sentence that starts with the word and, <laughs> you better go back a little bit. Okay, I guess we will. But let's read this. We'll just read it before. Moda Rebbe Omer Lechavero. Okay, so let's take two new people. All right, let's say... Um, I go over to Shiva and I say, You know, I've got a field. Shiva says, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's your field. You've, you've been there for a while, haven't you? Shiva, this was your dad's. And you know what? But I bought it from him. Shiva says, what? You bought it from him. Can I can I see your document? Can I see the piece of paper that 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 it was yours? I say, Sheila. Ten minutes ago, you didn't even know that, that, about this stuff. You just thought it was my field. I'm telling you that I that it was your father's. It's been a uh, in your in your it was in your father's family for years, and he sold it to me when he needed some money. But uh, and I've been living here for the last couple of years. Shehuneman, I'm believed. Shiva takes me to court. I say, look, I don't have the proof, but I did buy it from Rabbi. I bought it from Rabbi Friedlander, and it's my field. He has to show proof. Where's this document? Where's where's this bill of sale? The Besden throws the case out. Why? Here's the key words. Shehapeh she'osar Meaning, if I didn't open my mouth, I'm living pretty on this field. It's my mouth that says, hey, I might not have been the original owner. I'm. This is not in the Kimmelavich family, uh, Yerusha from, from Eretz Yisrael. 
This isn't a Friedlander family, Yerusha. But it's my mouth that says it. Nobody else knew about it. Okay. I'm also the one that says I bought it. And that's good enough. Now, normally, if a person, let's reverse the situation, or a different situation. Let's say Sheila comes back after years of touring Europe and getting her degree. She comes back, and she comes back to what she knows is her field. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, and I've, I'm sitting there in the, in the backyard drinking a mint julep. What? What are you doing here? It's mine. I bought it. What? No, this is our parents' field. No, you know, I'm sorry your dad passed away, but it's mine. I bought it from him before he passed away. You did? Where's your documentation? This is my field. If I don't have it, I could lose the field, depending on how long I've been here. But let's say I've only been here uh, one summer, two summers, whatever it is. Now I'll lose. The reason is because I can't bring the document that shows that I'm the owner. I have no witnesses to show that the rabbi sold it to me. But if, if, if she knew nothing and nobody knew anything, that's Pasha Eter. And that's what the Mishnah says. Let's say there are witnesses that Shiva has. She didn't know about it. But let's say there are witnesses that back my story up. She says, what? I didn't even know my father owned that field. And all of a sudden, she does some research, and she discovers, oh, there's these two guys. Yeah, that was your father's field. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She brings those guys to, to Besden. So even though she only found out about it through me, but now she's been able to independently discover that to be true. And now I still say, look, I bought it from him, but I can't prove it. Ain't no nemon. Just from my word, I'm not proved. Now, oh, now I see the two Mishnayos together. Look, now these two are sort of like twins to each other, right? They're very similar. There are situations where, you know, uh, without the information from before, now it, the, our mission doesn't say the words Peshos or Peshahitr, but now you see why Rashi combined the two, why Peshosar was connected here, because it's pretty much the same thing. When you hold the cards, in this case, the Adem that come to Pittsburgh, wherever they come, hold the cards. Because without them, this, it's, 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 it's like a situation where we don't know anything, or we're about to give, we're about to let Sheila off the hook. So, because of what we say, because of what we say, um, we're believed. Because before, if we wouldn't come here at all, she would win the case. Because she could always claim it's a forgery. Now, th- listen to what I'm saying now. This is a much more straightforward case. This case is less complicated, the Mishnah Bays. <laughs> Mishnah Bays is, 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 is uh, clearly very elegantly uncomplicated. You didn't know, Sheila, that you owned property. I told you about it, but I also told you I bought it. Very simple. Here, again, there's a star. There's the thing about you being able to claim that the star is a mezuyev. There's The Besdens are already looking at the star. So there's a lot more details around it. 
but the central dynamic of Pesha Osar is the same. It's, it's, it's extending the principle from Mishnah Beis. So now we know that's what Mishnah Gimel has done for us. It's a little more complicated because you need to add all these ancillary points in order to, to really understand what this Mishnah is referring to. But this helps us a lot. Now, what doesn't help us is why it's in Suvis. But, and what is, and I think the key is Moda Rebbe Yehoshua. All right, where's Rebbe Yehoshua? Is he in the Mishnah before? Let's look here. That's a woman who got, became a widow. Or she got divorced. Okay. And now there's a question of what she should get paid, but they don't even have the Ksuva anymore. It's been so many years. And she says, I was a Petula. I deserve 200. And he says, no, you were already a widow. I'm only, I don't have the Ksuva. I'll pay you 100. So, we need to go back. He's not saying it, his, his heirs, right? If he was saying it, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I technically, yes, correct. Correct, correct. Right, well, he there. If he's dead, if he's dead, right. right. But if he's divorced, it could be him. But you're right, she was correct. Thank you for correcting me. Who is, whoever represents his side? So, once again, im yesh edim sheyatsta behinuma rosha parua. Right? Uh, can we find witnesses who remember their marriage? Because a, a Batula has a different look to her than Almana. A Batula, they put a special veil around. She's, she's so virginal, right? <laughs> they put a veil around her face and, 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 and her, you can see her hair coming out. Like that's the sign of, of, the, um, of, of, of a virgin. Um, and Rabbi Yochanan Mabruka says, you know what? If anybody remembers, did they throw Kloyot? Did they throw the candy? Did they throw this popped wheat? If they threw, <laughs> if someone remembers, we talked about kids giving Adas yesterday. If somebody remembers, I remember they used to, I remember that wedding. Yeah, that popped wheat. I remember I got a, I remember when I bit into it. Yeah, it broke a, it broke up one of my bridge works. If, if you remember that, they'll come and tell you, oh, it must have been a Batuwa. Now, does that have anything with Pesha Asar? No. It has nothing to do with it. Also, there's no Rabbi Yeshua there. So what do you do in this case? What do you do? Uh, what's Rashi say? Well, Kivalevich says, I'm going to look at the previous parak. Let's go back a little bit. Go back, Jojo. Okay. i got to go back. I'm working backwards. Where's my Rabbi Yeshua? Rabbi Yeshua, where are you? Oh, I just found him. You see him on the page there? You see Rabbi Yeshua? There he is. Rabbi Yeshua, Omer. Aha. There's Rabbi Yeshua. Do I see him again? Do a search on this page. You see Rabbi Yeshua? Oh, here he is again. Rabbi Yeshua. Okay. Oh, once again. Oh, here's Rabbi Yeshua. Aha. Here again. Rabbi Yeshua. That's the Rabbi Yeshua. I see. So Rabbi Shu is all over Perak Aleph. So basically Perak Bez is teaching us that even though Rabbi Yeshua argues in all these cases, he'll admit in the following case. So the reason why... Because historically, we're saying historically in all these cases, Rabbi Yeshua is the one who's the naysayer, right? But even 
he'll admit in this case. Oh, right. So, so now we know why. So now we're getting an answer, Sheila, what our mission is doing here. Our mission is doing here because Rabbi Yeshua was, was, was making a statement in, all, in the first parak that was very relevant to a ketuva. Okay? And we kept on um, uh, developing Rabbi Yeshua's arguments. And now we stepped back and said, but here Rabbi Yeshua would admit. And that now opens us up to our subject. So our subject is really, which is Pesha Osar, and, and, and really uh, fine-tuning the Pesha Osar, how it can work within this Besden case with the witnesses, is really an extension from the first parak. Okay, what, let's, let's get a sense here. What's Rabbi Yeshua talking about? So let's go to the first Rabbi Yeshua right away. The first Rabbi Yeshua is here. The first time we see him is uh, a mission above of the first parak, I believe. Just want to be 100% correct. Yes, that's Rabbi Yeshua. So let's read quickly. What did Rabbi Yeshua say? Ah, now I know it. That's Ksuvot. Meaning, uh, 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 we know that a Betulah gets 200. You marry the woman. You're not a virgin? What's going on here? Right? He omeret misherestani nenasti. Remember, it took a year or more sometimes from the Aresin to the Nisuin. We do it all together. But she's been a married woman for a while. She says, look, we wrote that suva a long time ago. I'll tell you what happened. Someone raped me. Terrible. Why didn't you tell me anything? I was embarrassed. Oh, boy. I guess I'm not going to give you any money. You're not going to get a... You're not getting a... You know, you're not getting your 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 hundred. I don't know. I might divorce you, but I'm not. I'm not even going to pay you. I don't know what, but you're not going to get the two hundred zoos. And she says, "Listen, uh, I didn't want to be raped. It happened. Nistach nistach Your field got ruined." She's euphemistically talking about herself. Vahala Omer, and he says, "I don't believe you." Lo ki ela ad shelo irasticha. I want to say you lied to me. You were never a virgin. Well, you were once, but not when I did Arison with you. You, you. You've been fooling around beforehand. You've been sexually active beforehand, before we got married. And therefore, this marriage is a sham because I didn't want to marry a non-virgin. That, there's your case. And that's, oh, that makes sense of Ksuvis. That's what Ksuvis starts about, right? Ksuvis starts about issues about the ketuva, because a lot of times it's the money value of the ketuva that pushes husbands to claim that their wives might not have been virgins. That's really the backstory. Let me say it a little bit better. Um, the ketuva is there to protect the wife, but it's a lot of money. And many times husbands might might lie because what happens? They sign the document, they get married, they live together, 
couple hours a day, whatever. He says, this is a mistake. What can I do? And that's that's the beginning of Ketuvot, the bad husbands that are trying to say, we shouldn't be married. This was false pretenses. They might be lying. Maybe maybe they're not. The Besdin doesn't know. And now we know what it's doing in Ketuvot. Because it's, 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 it's directly related to the idea of what a Ketuvah is, the money behind it, the reasons why you might lie not to pay that money, the reasons why you, a, a husband might lie, and the reasons why a wife might not be able telling the truth because she wants to get the 200. And, and therefore, it is very germane to this topic. Okay. So now what happens when you have such a case? So, look at the look at the names here. Look at the star power. Rabban Gamliel, the head of the Sanhedrin. Rebbe Eliezer, his brother-in-law. Rebbe Elizabeth Horkinus. They say, Nemenet. Nemenet. Meaning, a husband loses. Well, yeah. The husband, <laughs> maybe he has grounds to divorce her, maybe he doesn't. She's going to get the full amount. Rabbi Shua says, Lo She don't call the shots. Look, everybody admits, even she admits that she's not a virgin. We don't believe her. Lo So therefore, What we see in front of us now is a non-virgin, admittedly a non-virgin, and therefore we say, we're going to say she probably was, she was, Maybe raped, maybe willfully. And she fooled him. Okay. Right away, I would assume your sympathies are not with Rabbi Yeshua. <laughs> Rabbi Yeshua is like, don't believe the woman, right? Rabbi Yeshua is saying, look, the woman is promiscuous. The woman, the woman knew whatever it was. She was raped before and she lied. She let herself get a ksuva written for her and become a married woman under false pretense until she can bring some proof. Well, it's not anti-woman. It's just that it's a proof. It's whether there's proof or not. And it's, it's, a, it's a, legal, a legal situation. Sheila, Sheila you're, you're such a tzadikas. And you're right. How is she going to prove this? How do you think she's going to prove this, huh? If she came to begin with before they consummated the marriage and said, by the way... I was, but I'm not now because of this situation. So then it would be right? She would then... Oh, okay, so now you're saying if she can prove that she told him. Yeah, like if she came with this, it wasn't that he found out and she's covering up after the fact. Um, so she'd have more, even without... Okay, all right. So she was saying if she can prove that... Even if that she can't prove, but she, she told him before he discovered it. Yeah, that's not that's not what happened over here, but uh, right. But I'm saying that this situation is because it was an unknown, an unprovable. Un- she should have said something, and if she would have right. said something, but she said have... something before. Right, but but how is she supposed to prove it now, Sheila? How is she supposed to prove it? How, um, she, how is she supposed to? Prove... She's she's she, she going to find the rapist? How is she going to prove it? Maybe no, <laughs> no. Or maybe I... maybe 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 they can find the rapist, right? Who knows? That's no. what happened with Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, right? Okay, let's find what happened. Let's find let's find the people that were there. 
and maybe they can say, oh, yeah, we, we, we're going to give aid this that we know that, that this happened afterwards or, or whatever. Or at, at the very least, she, they could, if, if she was, there was proof before they went into the first stage of marriage that she was a basula, it doesn't, and just because she's not a basula now does not necessarily mean that it was with her will. So it, as long as she was a basula. When okay, they, so she can, maybe what happened was there were some mikvah ladies or whatever, some women who were able, her gynecologist can come and say, we, we checked her out right before, and we know, right before the, 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 the marriage occurred, we know what would happen. You're right, that could happen too. But it's going to be tough on her. It's going to be tough, right? I know. Um, similarly, Luckily, the, the Gamaliel like Rebbe Gamaliel, so we don't have to put her through the ringer. <laughs> right, but we passed her to Gamaliel, correct? But Rebbe right. Shua, I'm just saying Rebbe Shua is the guy who says, I don't believe these people. Like, Rebbe Shua, Rebbe, right? He doesn't believe anyone, and in our Mishnah today, where we go. That's go, right. Right, but, but, but it's also, we, again, here's Rebbe Shua again saying, I don't believe her. I don't believe, and what's the other case? That's the next Mishnah. She says, okay, um, look, I, I, I had a motor, I was riding motorcycles. I was Mukas uh, Eitzani, and I got thrown from a horse. I, I am a virgin, but I don't look like, I don't appear like one because I, I was in an accident. And he says, no, that came from a man. Once again, Drushat Ishat, from Gamil says, Nemenet. She's believed. We all like Arb Gamliel. She's believed. Give her the benefit of the doubt. Rabbi Shua says, no, we don't believe her. Um, and then we have these other cases. The other cases is we see that she is, uh, she's sneaking into some motel room with some guy. Uh, and now we assume that, that she had relations with him. So we ask her, hey, you know, who was that guy? Um, and she says, I'll tell you who he was. He's a, he's a Kohen, uh, et cetera. He's a Ishploni. In other words, now we're not going to, if she has a baby, we're going to believe that that guy was the father. Nemenis, Rebbe Gumbiel says. Beer says, no. We don't know who that guy was. As far as we know, she's now damaged goods. She, who knows who that guy was? Some mamzer. And therefore, the baby's a mamzer. That's, again, Rabbi Yeshua. Until she can bring a proof who the guy was. Let's say we just, she comes into, she comes into the city and, and, and she's, she's pregnant. Once again, Rabbi Yeshua says she can tell us who the father is. Rabbi Yeshua says no. Whoever that, right? Um... So all of those cases are Rabbi Yeshua not believing her because Yeshua says what we have in front of us is, is too strong. Now, you could have thought, listen to what I'm saying, Sheila and Aline, you could have thought that doesn't she know better than anyone else? Rabbi Yeshua says the only time I believe a person like that is when we knew nothing without her. Listen to the way I'm saying this. Where there are facts that we now know Although you might say that she's probably the best one to supply the background. Rabbi says, look, all I know is she's pregnant. All I know is that she went to some hotel. All I know is that she admits that she's not a technical virgin. Therefore, she's got to back this story up. Rabbi Shua says, though, 
when we know nothing without that person. It isn't like, uh-oh, what happened here? There, Rogamil says, believe her. She knows better than anyone else. Rabbi Shua says, no, we've got a problem already. Just because she's the most involved, lo mi pia anuchai, and she might be lying here to save her skin. True, in some way you would say, come on, a woman should be believed about her situations more than anyone else. Just look, this isn't just about her. This is about money. This is about, should a guy pay her 200 zoos? This is about her baby. Who's her baby going to get married to? It isn't just her, Rabbi Shu is saying. Don't look at Rabbi Shu as this male chauvinist or misogynist. He's saying, look, if we believe her, this has an effect. This, this means money goes out of someone's pocket. More money than maybe should. This means a baby walks the streets as a kosher Jew and maybe gets married to a Kohen when they shouldn't. But where does Rabbi Yeshua say, we're going to give her the power, or give anybody the power, is where they hold all the cards. Because we knew nothing without them. Okay? So do you see what we did here today? We only did half of what I wanted to do. But now you see how we now understand what our Mishnah is about, and where our Mishnah comes in. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.